Welcome again to LexCity.tv. Over 3,000 people joined us last week online, and we're so grateful for you and your family joining us. We saw lots of screenshots from where you were watching from, families watching around the TV, and even some awesome forts from our Kids City Pella Fort Challenge. Every time you share a piece of our church online, you're inviting people to hear the love of Jesus. Church, you are making an impact in your city and in the lives around the world by giving to Lex City Church. We need your continued support to make ministry happen and effective in this unique season. You know, 60% of our giving is regularly donated online. For the other 40% that comes in on a Sunday morning in the buckets or maybe is mailed in, we'd love to challenge you to donate online. Now, I don't have a physical bucket to pass to you today, but we'd love to encourage you to go to lexcity.info and click on Give. It's simple, it's secure, and in just a few minutes, you can make a difference through your gift. Again, go to lexcity.info, click on Give, fill out some information, and if you're forgetful like me, maybe make it a reoccurring monthly gift. It helps me not forget to make this happen every month. Thank you, thank you, thank you, church. When we come together like this, we all become better. Today, friends, let's join Pastor Brian as he concludes our series on 2 Peter. Well, we are so excited that you are joining us today. It's been so exciting, and can I say humbling, to experience the number of people that have been connecting with us through our services. I do want to take a moment and just give a special shout out and a thank you to my staff. Uh, they have been working tirelessly to create for you, I hope, consistent and meaningful content every week. And so to our team, I just want to say thank you for all of your work. You know, what makes this COVID-19 so unique is, is that there's such a diversity of consequences that we're facing. Some of you are at work every day. In fact, you're working more hours under more stress than you ever have before. I think especially of our first responders, those that are in the medical field, those are at grocery stores stocking every night to be ready for us. Can I just say thank you for, for your service? We appreciate what you do and thank you for your efforts that you're making. You know, some of us are trying to work at home, which creates its own level of stress and uniqueness that's there. Some of you are at home and have no work at, at all. Some of you, your jobs are paying you during this time, and we know within our Lex City family, there are some that are now facing the, the realities of being laid off or having their salaries dramatically cut, and the pressures of every day and meeting those needs is becoming very real. Some of you are at home with your family and your kids, and the craziness of it, you're wondering if you will survive, and some of you are at home all alone, and the reality of the loneliness is becoming very real. See, what makes this so challenging is that the individualized, unique consequences that we're all facing. Today, I want to share with you out of God's word, I think something that will be helpful to you regardless of your circumstances. And we're going to see today out of 2 Peter chapter 3 as we close out our series, Paul says there's something that will help each one of us grow in our faith. And so that's where we're going to head this morning. So if you got your Bibles, you can turn to 2 Peter chapter 3, or if you got your devices, again, log on to lexcity.info. And again, if you're new with us, if you go to lexcity.info every week, that's where you'll find all the information and current things that are happening in our church family as we go. But 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 17 and 18 says this, You already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the heirs of this wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. 
See, Peter says to us that there's two kinds of people in this world. There are those who are losing their secure footing, and there's those that are standing firm and stable. And the events of today have really become a good litmus test to see where we are on that faith journey. Right? Are you at the point of feeling unstable and your footing is, is shaky, or are you at the point of standing firm? Now listen, there's no judgment. These are faith-shaking days and faith-shaking moments. And so what I want to take some time today and share with you is this, how you can grow in your faith and make your faith stronger, even during challenging times. Because you may be like me, how many of you are out there today saying, I need a little more faith? And I can relate to that feeling. Well, we're going to see today three things that I want to show you out of 2 Peter chapter 3. Peter's going to give us one commandment and two directives. So let's look first at verse 18 to find a first commandment. And he simply says this, rather, you must grow. This is the command in grace and knowledge. But here's the first part. You must grow is what Peter says. Peter says this, growth is critical in the life of a believer. In a follower of Jesus, growth needs to be a hallmark that's true in all of our lives. I, I say here often at Lex City, listen, come just as you are, just don't stay that way. My goal is for each one of us, my goal is for me that three years from now, we are farther in our faith walk than we were the very first day that we walked through these doors. What I love about growth is simply this, that the beginning point isn't as important as the ending point, that the value, that the, the meaningfulness of growth comes in the progress, in the progression, and not in the starting point. <laughs> I was reminded of this. I, I joined a spin class a little while back, and uh, so as I head into my first spin class, uh, I go to the very back corner where it's darkest, mainly because I'm a green and I want to suffer in silence. So I'm hiding in the back corner. And all of a sudden, I become mortified and I realize that the front of my bike is a big light. And the light represents five colors based on your heart rate. The higher your heart rate goes, the more it goes. So when it's red, it's fully engaged. I become mortified because I know my heart rate is already racing at this moment, not just because I'm in public in spandex shorts, but because I know I'm out of shape. This is not going to go well. So the class starts and we're warming up and I was so relieved when the instructor said, listen, you can adjust the level on your bike from beginner to fitness guru. So I quickly put it to beginner, realizing this, that when my light turns red, it'll be different than when the instructor's light turns red. Listen, it's the whole principle. Start where you are and then grow. And as you get in better shape and as you do this more, listen, you can simply crank the gears up on the bike, start back over and regrow new in a fresh way. You see, that's the way it is with our faith. We start where we are, but we can always grow. Today, we are all at different levels in our spiritual journey. Some of us have been walking with the Lord a long time. Some of us, this journey is brand new. Some new just from last Sunday. But wherever we are, we're in that point. And here's what I just want to encourage you. Nobody has arrived. Nobody has got it all figured out. And so at moments like this, with COVID-19, this is simply amazing fertile soil for creating growth opportunities. Because the stresses of this, for some of you, have taken that little bike and cranked it up one or two more gears. And now the growth process begins all, all over again. But can I also say to you, there's the opposite side of the coin, right? There's the opportunity for great growth, but listen, let's just be honest. There is opportunity for great backsliding during times like this. 
You see, friends, we've got a couple variables in play today that put us all at risk. We have high stress, we have lots of free time, and we have no personal accountability. So if we're not careful, whether it be just through boredom or whether it be through stress, these are ways we backslide into some of our old habits, our own addictions. We can begin drinking, smoking, self-medicating, whatever it takes in that moment just to get through the day if we're not very careful. We have lots of free time and hours surfing on the internet. If we're not careful, we're gonna end up at places that we shouldn't be. Friends, can I just plead with you and tell you as your friend and your pastor, listen, don't give back territory that you have taken from the enemy just because you're sitting at home in your pajamas. Man, be vigilant. Be intentional with the things that are going into your head and the things that you're doing during this time. Be on guard least we backslide during these times. You know, one of the things that we can do that helps with that is connecting with people because community is always the safeguard to your soul in these times. Two things that we've got going, remind you, we've got our life groups and our mat ministry. I had the wonderful privilege last Thursday to log on for a few minutes with our mat uh, ministry there. And I'm so blessed and so encouraged by our folks these amazing people who are willing to get together every week to encourage each other, to hold each other accountability, accountable and to just to cheer each other on. Listen, if you need some support and encouragement and accountability during this time, I want to enjoy, encourage you to go to lexcity.info every Thursday night. You can log on there to the Matt Ministry and be a part of that. Our life groups are back up and running, which is so exciting online. And again, the importance of community is here. I love these opportunities and these times. My group meets on Tuesday night, and it's a great time just to encourage one another. It's a great time just to stand alongside one another, pray for one another. Listen, during these weeks, the key is this. Do not let yourself become isolated. Community is the protection for your soul in times like this. And stay, stay connected and if you'll stay connected, listen, you'll do what Second Peter tells us to do. What was that first command? It says, you must grow. So where in our lives do we need to grow according to Second Peter? Well, we're gonna see these two directives. Verse 18, rather you must grow in the two things, grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's start with this first idea of growing in grace because if you can grasp this one, if you can commit to this idea of growing grace, listen, here's the wonderful news, friends. This will transform your life and it will impact every relationship that you have in your life. Grace is that important and that powerful. So we begin there. And during times of quarantine, especially, listen, if you can grow in grace, it'll transform your home into a place of peace. So let's define grace because this is so important. Here's the definition of grace I love. Grace is the inexhaustible supply of God's goodness, whereby he does for us, here's the key, what we can never do for ourselves. It is the inexhaustible favor or goodness of God doing for us what we do not deserve, what we could not earn, and what we will never be able to repay. I love that. The idea of grace, it's this inexhaustible goodness of God in our lives. When I try to get my, my head around this concept of grace, 
it's a little bit like the concept of love, right? The challenge is this. You can understand the definition and not be experiencing the reality of it. It's, it's true with grace also. You can learn the doctrine of grace without experiencing the grace of the doctrine. It's a beautiful thing. You can't always define it, but you certainly know when you're experiencing it, and you certainly know when you're not experiencing it in our lives. Grace is this beautiful thing, but like all things that seem to be so beautiful and impactful, they, they come with a cost. And I just wrote it this way, because you will never truly experience the grace of God until you are at the end of your own capacity. Let me give that to you again. You never really will be able to experience the fullness, the richness of God's grace in your life until you're at the end of your capacity because here's the big point for today, grace is growing in struggle. The lessons learned at the school of grace are always very costly lessons. But if we can gather them, they become life-changing lessons in our life. Remember the Apostle Paul? Apostle Paul writes a lot about grace and experiencing God's grace in his life. But I want to remind you, that insight, the depth of his understanding of God's grace in his life came out of his own struggle and his own difficulties. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 simply says this. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Even though I received such wonderful revelation from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Here's Paul, I, I was given this, this thorn in my flesh, this thing that torments me daily, this, this thing that empties my emotional cup. And here's Paul saying, I'm at, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm at the end of myself. I have nothing more to come. Can you hear the struggle in Paul's voice? And then he does what we all should do. He cries out to God in the next verse. Verse eight, he says, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults and the hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. Here's the key, for when I am weak, then I am strong. It, I love this what Paul's saying. It, it's in my weakness where grace fills the gap. When I'm emotionally tired and I don't think I can go on handling and dealing with the kids or my spouse or my roommate at this time, this is where grace steps in. When my fear of the unknown in the future becomes so great, then the Paul says this is again where grace steps in the gap. When old addictions rise and raise their ugly head in your life, this is where grace steps in and defends you. Where your faith is lacking, where your faith is weak, where are there gaps, grace is the thing that comes in and, and fills the void. Isaiah 41.10 says this way, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help in you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You see, the, the challenges of today are fertile soil for the opportunity for growth, especially in the area of grace in your life. So my encouragement to you is just start every day on your knees, just praying, God, I need your grace today. I, I need you to help fill the gaps that I know will be present in my life today through these circumstances. 
where your faith is, is wavering and unsure, pray that, God, that you would give me a secure footing. God, help me today to trust and believe in your promises. Where your flesh is rising up and gaining ground, this is the place you pray, God, I need your grace in this area. I need to experience this victory. God, don't let sin begin to have a foothold in my life today. God, I need your grace. Romans 5, 17 says, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater, here's the deal, is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. You see, the beauty is Jesus gets you through your unknown tomorrow. Why? Because he holds you in his hands of grace. He gives you the power and the strength and the ability to overcome those things. Peter then goes on to say, let me give you the second area of growth in our lives. Second Peter, chapter three, look at the last part of verse 18. Rather, you must grow in grace, and here's the second part, and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I think it's interesting that he puts grace before knowledge, and it doesn't surprise me because Peter understands what we all intuitively know. It's harder to grow in grace than it is to grow in, in knowledge. You can grow in knowledge and have no grace. The challenge is knowledge without grace is a dangerous weapon. Knowledge without grace leads to arrogance, and it leads to legalism. The, the opposite is true. Grace, without the framework of knowledge, leads to a shallow faith. It leads to an over-tolerant faith. So the reality is that knowledge is essential in the mix. One author said it this way that I loved. He says, it is one thing to know the Bible and quite another thing to know the Son of God, the central theme of the Bible. The better we know Christ through the word, the more we grow in grace. And the more we grow in grace, the better we understand the word of God that you can't separate these two, that grace and knowledge go hand in hand. And I always like to view it this way, that knowledge is what dispenses grace to the world. That grace is dispensed through that framework of knowledge that makes it so powerful. When they're working hand in hand, it's a beautiful thing. Knowledge, when brought through that framework, speaks its truth for the benefit of others and not simply wanting to be right. Knowledge, when ran through the framework of grace, demonstrates the unchanging character of who God is to the world. So you can see, friends, why Peter chooses to close out with these thoughts of his book of Second Peter. He challenges us as the church, as followers of Jesus, as brothers and sisters in Christ. His last thought is, I want to challenge you to grow in grace and to grow in knowledge. It reminds us how this kind of growth takes place, that, that spiritual growth, it reminds us that is so similar to physical growth. Way back in 1 Peter, his first book that he wrote, he writes this in 1 Peter chapter 2. He compares spiritual growth to, to physical growth like a baby. 1 Peter 2 verse 2 says, Like newborn babies, we must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow in the full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. The beauty is how we grow spiritually is the same way we grew as an infant. When we are spiritually born, just like a child, we have all that we need to grow to serve and to love God. 
a baby, when it's born, has all it needs to form itself into adulthood. It simply needs nurture and it simply needs nourishing. And the same is true spiritually. It's what Paul, Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. We looked at this in the very first week. He says, by his divine power, God has given us, here's the key, everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. This is why a relationship with Jesus is so important. In the absence of a relationship, friends, you have no power. But in the context of a relationship with Jesus, you not only have power, you, you have a divine power. You have the ability to change. You have the ability to live your life out in grace and knowledge. So it begins there with a relationship with Jesus. Let me just ask you this morning, do you know God in that way? Do you have that kind of personal relationship with Jesus that you are experiencing his divine power in your life? If not, I would love to invite you to do that. You know, even this morning, if you go on the lexcity.info, there's just a part that says, I prayed. If you click on that, you can just let us know if you have questions or if you'd like to take that next step in your faith journey, we'd love to share with you how you can have that personal relationship with Jesus. If you're online with us today, just mark that in the chat column there. I'd like to know more about a relationship with Jesus or I have some questions. We'd love to connect with you and share with you how you can experience this kind of power in your life. Because without Jesus, you have no power. But with Jesus, you have a divine power that's true. As a follower of Jesus, this is so great, that friends, you and I have all that we need to not only survive, but thrive in this COVID-19 crisis we are facing. You have a divine power within you, listen, that gives you the ability to have patience with your family and your coworkers and your neighbors on a daily basis. You have a divine power within you that lets you have the ability to trust God in times that are unknown. You have a divine power within you that will give you discernment on how you should lead your family and lead your friends during times like this. You have a divine power within you to overcome sin and resist the temptations. You have a divine power within you that gives you the capacity at times like this to show selfless love to a world around you. It's the beauty of grace and knowledge. And if we'll do that, and if we'll live that kind of life, then, then what's the result? Peter closes by saying this. The result, if we will do these things, is this. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. When a follower of Jesus lives a life full of grace and knowledge, all glory does not go to them. All glory goes to him, our Lord and Savior, both now and forever. Amen. God is honored and glorified in your growth. God is not honored in your perfection. He's honored in your progress, in your progression, in your journey that you're going. None of us, this side of heaven, will ever reach perfection. And so in our moments of weakness, in the moments that we blow it, in the moments that our faith wavers, in the moments we lose our temper, in the moments we fall to past temptations, our new temptations that are before. In those moments, the beauty is, listen, we can call out his name and he hears and he helps and he answers. Why? Because God is a good, good father. 
to each one of us. You know, the same is true for our country. When we cry out, God hears, God helps, and God heals when we do all things through his name. Let me remind you, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and here's the promise, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. I want to invite you as a church family to join us in a global partnership, a global prayer initiative called Unite 714. Listen, we are going to be joining thousands of churches all around the world, uniting in prayer and praying this truth that God would hear and respond and heal. Let me show you just a map that shows you currently these are all the places where churches will be involved with this Unite 714. Locally in the U.S., there'll be churches that you may be familiar with, Highlands, Life Church, Hillsong, Elevation. So we want to invite you to join us as a church family in this global initiative. The way you can do that is go to lexcity.info and sign up there. You'll receive a weekly update on prayer needs around the world. And together, this is what I love, across denominational lines, across cultural lines, across ethnic lines, across national lines, we will unite as the church and in the spirit of 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 14, we are going to join in prayer all around the globe at 7.14, two times a day, 7.14 a.m. and 7.14 p.m. We will unite together and pray that God will heal our land, that this virus will be halted, that, that hardships will be mitigated and souls will be won and saved during this time. And so join us in this global movement of the church of God around the world. Go to unite714.com and you can join what's happening. Prayer, it's one of the greatest ways that we grow in grace. And let me just give you again the definition of grace this morning. Grace is the inexhaustible supply of God's goodness, whereby he does for us what we could never do for ourselves. It's the inexhaustible favor and goodness of God doing for us what we do not deserve, what we could not earn, and what we could never repay. It's grace. As we close our time this morning, we're gonna close with a song. And during this time, I want you to just take some moments and ask yourself, where, where do I need to experience God's grace in my life? Where are the cracks, <laughs> that I need him to fill? Where am I at the end of my rope, at, at the end of my own capacity? The beauty is when you're at the end is where grace begins, and so where in my life do I need to experience that in a new and a fresh way? Where do I need to take the next step in my growth of grace and knowledge? So during these next few moments, I wanna invite you to just take this time Acknowledge to God, God, these are the gaps in my life. This is where I'm facing it. This is where the, the stress is coming in. And God, I need you to fill that. Because we have a God who hears, acknowledges, and heals. And he's a God that wants to provide his grace into the gaps of your life. So let's pray together. Father, we take time this morning. And thank you for the truth, the challenge, and the encouragement of your word. Thank you for the power of 2 Peter chapter 3 who reminds us that you call each one of us to be men and women who are growing, 
growing in our grace, and growing in our knowledge. God, we thank you for the divine power of your grace in our lives. I thank you that you are a God who doesn't call us to perfection, but you are a God who's honored in the progress and the process and the struggle of our journey. And so today, God, we acknowledge there are moments we are struggling in this journey. God, we need your grace for extra patience and kindness. God, we need your grace to step in where our faith is weak and wavering and we acknowledge that fear is creeping in at times. God, we need your grace to fill the gaps, to put our footing back on secure ground. So God, I pray especially for those within our church family, those that are watching online. God, during this season, may these be fertile times of growth in the area of our knowledge and our grace in you. God, as a country, we're reminded the same thing that we pray. We're so excited to be able to join with brothers and sisters literally all over the world to claim 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. God, we're calling and asking and begging for that. God, that you would heal our land from the inside out. That during these days, that we would humbly seek your face. During these days, God, that you would use us to share the good news of Jesus with the world around us. Thank you that you are a God who's showing us grace and help us to live in reflection and response to that. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for watching LexCity.tv. We hope you enjoyed today's worship and message. We encourage you to keep posting photos, sharing content, and inviting people to virtual watch parties on social media. Here in just a few weeks is one of our biggest invite weekends of the year, Easter. Now Easter will obviously look a little different this year, but our video team has been preparing a great service you won't want to miss. We need your help to invite people to Easter online. Invite people to like our Facebook page, repost invites from our social media, and sign up for us to put a sign in your yard. Yes, we already pre-ordered 500 signs before our campus was closed, and we would love to make an impact by dropping them off in your yard. If you want one delivered to your yard, just go to lexity.info and click Easter Invites and Yard Signs. As your neighbors go on a walk, or maybe they're walking their dog, or maybe you have that crazy neighbor who walks their cat, I don't know. But as they drive by your house, what a great way to invite them to Easter. Kids, stay tuned on lexity.tv for Kids City Live. Make sure to follow us along with daily content on our social media. We love you, we miss you, and we hope to see you again real soon.